everybody to the fifth. No, it's not the fifth. It's the, it's sixth. the sixth ever episode. And also the most unprepared episode of this week online so far. Today, we, as always, have multiple topics for you. Whoa, discussion show with multiple topics. So we're talking about the ongoing saga of TikTok trying to stay in the US. Uh, please don't ban me. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about James Charles versus uh, Teddy Fresh, uh, uh, who is associated with H3H3, over the dispute of a very similar uh, color block designed hoodie. Uh, and we'll also try to wrap up uh, in the same uh, conversation, the Big Jack and uh, the Big Mac dispute, because uh, it's kind of similar. Uh, Joe Rogan and his Spotify deal. Uh, people in Sweden aren't happy uh, <laughs> at, at Spotify HQ. And unfortunately, we're also going to be talking about cuties. Very unfortunate. I don't really want to talk about the, it, but here we are. Yeah, the entire time we've been like preparing for this episode, even like when we were mentioning what to talk about, we've always been saying like, we don't, no one wants to talk about this, but it's something that has to be mentioned. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I really don't want to do that part. Okay. However, let's lift the mood a little bit. Uh, let's talk about what we've been, uh, what's been keeping our attention this week. Uh, as always, Prad, you go first. Yeah, so uh, two things for me this week. Number one is a uh, fan-made set of short films or uh, short shows, episodes. I don't know what to call them. It's uh, called Operation Charity Falls. Um, yep. And this is a short mini series that's based off of the Halo franchise. It sounded um, like it. Sorry? I said it sounded like it. I'm yeah, like, I'm pretty yeah. sure I've heard that name before. <laughs> Uh, the reason you might have heard of it is because of the uh, ship that it's designed around is called High Charity. Um, yes, that would be it. Yeah, so each episode is only around one to two minutes long, but the visuals and the sound effects and everything, this is entirely fan-made. It all seems at like a pro level, honestly. Yeah. I cannot believe that this is being released for free. Um, on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Um, the first two episodes are out. Uh, there's a lot of... Um, you know, behind the scenes, so to say, stuff that's out. But like, my goodness, the the level that it's being produced to is really insane. Yeah, um, that's I don't one wanna... of the things I love about YouTube is that it offers people who are like insanely creative and very skilled to do these sort of fan-made things that would never get picked up anywhere else. No, no, like no one else is going, no, no TV station is going to pick up a two-minute episode's a week or however, whenever this is released kind of program schedule. Yeah. Um, but like this is out and it's getting, it's quite popular. And again, the level of um, work put into this is just, it's, it's amazing. I don't want to give away anything of the story, but it, it really, it really makes you feel like you're playing Halo 1 and experiencing certain things again. Um, for Very the first cool. time. So that's really impressive. And the other thing that you might actually find interesting here, Jacob, is um, there's a uh, public speaking expert named uh, David J.P. Phillips who's been uh, analyzing a lot of YouTubers, um, let's see, mannerisms when they're talking and talking about... Yep. And most recently, he talked about uh, Jacksepticeye, who we've uh, mentioned before on the, the podcast. 
Um, yeah, and he mentioned how he keeps his fans entertained and enticed, and uh, quite a few interesting things there. For example, like the way he tilts his head makes him seem like he cares more. Um, the way he speaks when he always changes his volume, uh, it can yeah. potentially be uh, causing a certain, or a, to a certain extent, a fear factor which sort of surprises the viewer every single time. So sometimes you'll have a video on the side while you're doing something. And it's like, um, because he keeps on changing his volume, you're like, oh, something's happening. Oh, I'm still watching. Oh, I'm still watching. And you, he just keeps you watching because n- not only does he have energy, but he also has like a lot of interesting stuff he talks about. And so he's finding it interesting. Yeah. And then when, he, when, when he's talking about it, he raises his volume, which keeps you interested in what he's talking about. So yeah, so he's like an anamorphic pokey machine for thirteen-year-olds. <laughs> just about, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, an Irishman. What do you expect? Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but, and he used to have green color hair, which also ticks the box for like visually stimulating, yeah, like in the yeah. in the sense of what humans look for. Um, but yeah, it, it's really it's really interesting stuff to look at, like just how you can, even if you're not looking to improve your public speaking, just just some random tips here and there that can. Honestly, in like any conversation can help. Yeah. 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 Except I wouldn't be screaming at your next uh, uh, PowerPoint presentation. Oh, for your just, well, you're just, you watch, mate. just you watch. Just you watch. Just you watch. So, uh, for me, it's actually been, it's the best time of the month because uh, a channel very, Dear and near to my heart, Dashcam Owners Australia has released uh, not but five days ago their monthly compilation of people being idiots on the road. <laughs> and I always look forward to this. I put everything else aside as soon as I realize it's out. I really do look forward to this. It's just good entertainment. Um, I also love it when people leave their Dashcam's uh, microphone on. <laughs> because you get some insight into what they are. Like, um, you know, you might hear somebody listen to a certain podcast, you know. Um, you might realize that this is a very classic 2GB uh, radio listener, like with the last uh, episode where there was like bloody uh, Ray Hadley in the background and then somebody was stuck in the middle of the intersection for no reason. <laughs> and for whatever reason... Uh, the woman in the car decided to say to the man in the car, oh, but he's Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, you could tell that she was, like, meant it in a concerned manner. It's like, ah, uh, they can't help it, but that's worse. <laughs> but it's also uh, very classic 2GB. Um, so, you know, I love that the stereo- the, the human stereotype was uh, pointing towards other stereotypes yes um <laughs> nothing nothing like a good bit of i don't know what would you call it's irony it is just irony yeah you know, who doesn't like a bit of irony um so uh yeah absolutely check that out if you like people crashing into each other <laughs> because you just sit there going like the oh road. or like what an idiot man oh, fucking could have clearly seen that coming dumbass <laughs> uh so if you want yeah, to feel superior to someone <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like I would have never made that no, mistake. No, it's, not a know, it's like, uh, did you ever watch um, uh, like talent shows with your parents on TV when you're younger? Uh, like Australia's Got Talent, or sure, uh, let's say I did. You did it at all? Uh, not really. No, we did. We didn't wow. watch much TV. 
Okay, fair. I remember watching um, So You Think You Can Dance with My Parents. And, uh, you know, this is quite a few seasons in at this point. Right? And that's when you start to think, oh, I know everything about dancing. Oh, boy. My dad just goes, that's, it's like, my dad goes, no, that wasn't a very good pirouette. I'm like, what the fuck have you ever done a pirouette? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, on that note, let's move into our first topic, um, uh, which I guess is also a very bad pirouette. Uh because nothing ever makes sense. And that was a terrible analogy. So let's move past it. So <laughs> the ongoing saga of TikTok trying to not be banned from the United States continues. Yes. Um, this should be the short miniseries that's being released on YouTube. Yeah, on a, <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm kind of getting sick of talking about it. Yeah. It's just new stupidity each week. So, so just to recap the situation real quick, uh, TikTok mm. accused of stealing information by Trump. Uh, Trump says, hey, if you don't stop stealing information by giving your entire company to an American company, we're going to get rid of you entirely. Um, yeah. China has been, well, not just China, but ByteDance has been trying to uh, make a lot of moves to avoid that. Um, and this is probably just the most recent in that they, they did earlier in the month or earlier in this year, suggest that uh, give, make it seem like they were selling to uh, Microsoft or Oracle. And in the end, it was a partial sale to Oracle, a certain part of their operations was sold to Oracle, but no one even knows if that was true. And then, so yeah, it's uh, so it would actually it, what 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 happened was is that shortly after we spoke about the potential sale to Oracle, um, uh, the other week, uh, and then we said, oh, hang on a second, it wasn't actually a sale. Uh, Byte <laughs> Dance is confirmed. Um, like I think it was like the day after. Uh, but not we even not the even episode. the day after. It was like a couple of hours after they said essentially. Yeah. They said um, it came out that uh, Walmart and Oracle were now to have minority stakes in um, this new, this newly announced subsidiary called TikTok Global, um, which is all in the effort of keeping uh, the current U.S. administration happy, um, because it's okay for U.S. social media companies to still fast swaths of information <laughs> from a large amount of the public, not just in one country, but globally, but not for somebody who isn't aligned with the US, right? Despite how you feel about TikTok, right? They're not really doing a whole lot more than Facebook is. Honestly, yet. I feel like that should be Probably. more of the conversation. The fact that America is doing the exact same thing as China is to the rest of the world, but yeah. um, America gets to get away with it and essentially force China or, well, a Chinese app to count, uh, count what's your word for it? Counter. To what yeah. they want. Um, essentially say, hey, you're making profits from this app? That's not allowed. We have to make profits from the app now. Thanks. Yeah. And they didn't care until it became like the biggest social media platform. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, or at least the fastest growing. So... Yeah, so this sale, um, and it would seem that since the last time I checked in on it, which was like three days ago, the situation has changed again. Yes. Right? So it went from, it's confirmed that 
this will be a separate comp like a subsidiary but separate at the same time uh it will be based in the u.s and all the data will be stored in the u.s at this new subsidiary uh it was said that neither um walmart and oracle will have access to the magic source that is tiktok the algorithm, the six, it must be like $6 trillion algorithm at this point or whatever it was uh, evaluated as. Um, and uh, that was pretty much it. Like they could, like these companies, like Oracle and Walmart could look at the code, but they wouldn't have the right to keep it. Um, it's then flipped again. Um, and now Oracle says, that they have 80% ownership and then uh, uh, Walmart and Oracle duke it out for the remaining 20%. (laughs) Um, And that the subsidiary will be owned by, you know, uh, ByteDance, TikTok's parent company. Um, And they won't be able to get a look at the algorithm at all. Yes. Um, However... Uh, it would seem that the vice president of Oracle says something kind of different, which is um, <laughs> we will have a, like it was really, it came down to the point. Like it came down to a decimal point of the ownership or something like 17.4%, uh, no, yes, uh, 16.4% to us or something like that to Oracle. Yeah. And then the remainder to Walmart. Um, and that, they will be privy to a whole bunch of things that TikTok said they wouldn't be. And it's just weird. Like, <laughs> it is there are really three weird. companies involved and all of them have conflicting stories. <laughs> and it oh. changes by the hour. It really, you know what it feels like? It feels like that um, Google versus Australian media um, situation where like one company was saying 50 billion, another was saying 10 million and some other company was saying 6 million. It's like, no yes. one actually knows what's happening. No. It's um, you know, it, it almost kind of feels de- deliberately tricky. I mean, yeah, of course it is. Like the yeah. more, so, it, the more compl- I mean, complicated it is, the less people understand, and the less one company yeah. can screw the, uh, you know, skew the, the entire other. deal to their benefit. Yeah. Um. So, but here's the thing: like, it apparently will appease the Trump administration. I don't know if it will. Because I doubt it. The two American firms have very little control um oracle's vice president says it will have a majority of them will be uh uh, on the board of directors will be um american including the ceo of both uh uh, bloody oracle and walmart uh, walmart and oracle um and then obviously you would have the ceo of bite dance on the board as well yes which makes Um, sense (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think um, TikTok said, um, or rather, ByteDance said a, a similar um, situation. But like, even then, there was conflicts in that as well. It's just the whole <laughs> thing is ridiculous. I don't know how could they could. Like, it, it's obvious that ByteDance doesn't want to do anything about this. I right? mean, that, that, that the thing is, if if I'm being honest, look. I, just like everyone else, don't like... Um, th- there's a lot of things to not like about China. I probably also don't like the fact that they steal our information. But 
I still use Facebook. I still use Instagram. I'm if I yeah. ever do get on TikTok, look, the reason that I don't use TikTok is never because of the information that they steal. It's not. Yeah. It's just because yeah. I don't have any interest the platform in using itself. It. Yeah. It doesn't appeal to you. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's not like I care who's stealing from my information. And at the end of the day, if it stays as a Chinese application or if it's moved to America, I wouldn't care either way. I would yeah. maybe not use it because I would probably, maybe if I do start using it, um, again, whether America earns it or China earns it does not impact my decision. No. I don't think it, like, what's it? It's, and it's probably the same for the young, for the younger users on it who are the majority. Yeah. Like, they, they don't care whether, because at the end of the day, they've been using the app for ages. They're still using the app. Whether, and because if the information that they were, that the older, the grown-ups are worried about China taking, they're probably still taking it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, the, like this whole, like this whole, that Chinese social media bad, but American social media good. Like it's just the, it's just the pot calling the kettle black. Oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, it's so frustrating. Can we just stop? <laughs> like we don't, who cares? Like who cares? If, yeah. cool, <laughs> if, if you use Google, Google steals your information and sells you ads. Um, and if right. I, I, I don't want to get too political, but there's a, uh, there was a, um, political, uh, there was a democratic candidate, uh, Andrew Yang, who was essentially saying we should stop making it stealing and instead making it selling so that we actually get some, some, uh, some amount of payback for the data that's being taken. Oh man. Um, that seems like the best that's an interesting idea, but I don't know how that would work without it being a complete mess. I mean, hundred percent, it would be a mess in the beginning, but if yeah. um, given how much information we are giving away freely, uh, that's true. These companies don't need any more charity. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Fair. I would be happy to get some. Uh, I doubt we some in kickback. Australia would get any amount back on what on the information that Google is taking from us, but maybe some Americans would benefit from that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say one thing is that. Um, uh, Australia is often used as a place to test the product for uh, countries with like an Anglo background, just because like there's 25 million people mm. and it's way easier to sort Same of same population as well. Was it than, California? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, final remarks. Please stop. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. Can we stop for like two <laughs> weeks so I can have a break from talking and thinking you're, about... You're talking about two of supposedly the biggest powers in the entire world between America and China. I know. It's going to keep on changing by the day, unfortunately. This, this is this is, um, this is is just a Cold War played out in a late capitalistic setting. That's all this is. Yes. Yes. Uh, and yeah, like... You do, do you want to move on to more capitalistic things? Sure, that why isn't not? I'm, I'm TikTok related for change. Capitalism, baby. <laughs> Capitalism. All right. So you brought this up to me because I did not even hear about it. Um, this is the whole James Charles stealing, stealing uh, design of, uh, uh, Teddy of a Fresh. hoodie uh, from Teddy Fresh, yeah. which is the company uh, owned by H3H3's Healer Klein. Um, and Ethan says it's an exact copy. 
Um, Thoughts? So, I, I, I mentioned this previously, but I, I do think it's a copy, but mm. it might not be intentional in the sense that um, two parts of it. Number one, when you are creating a new product and you're taking your first steps into a new style of product, yep. the best thing you can do to try and create something successful is copy. 100%. And obviously, if you're someone as massive as James Charles, you probably don't want to admit that, hey, we did copy you. Um, but at the end of the, uh, at the same time, I don't, I don't think it's an issue if you do copy. Um, and, and honestly... You'd probably probably be better off if you do say, "Yeah, I did copy them. They're successful. I also want to be successful." But obviously, yeah. when you're a or massive, I took ins- yeah, you would just say, "I took inspiration from yeah. it because it's um, softer language." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the other part of it is that when you have a like color, first of all, color blocking designs definitely not original. Been around for ages since '90s, since yeah. however long ago. Um, <laughs> but. With, uh, I mean, before the 90s, it was all black and white because we didn't have color. <laughs> Sorry. Um, everyone saw the world in black and white. But no, um, yeah. with color blocking, it's been around for ages and there's certain colors that work. Like you cannot put like dark blue and orange next to each other, but you can put like light blue and yellow next to each other. They do work. And so yeah. when you have only a certain set of colors that work well together for a color blocking design, obviously you can say one, two, three, four, five, six, these work. One, two, three, four, five, six, these work as well. One, two, three, four, five, six, these don't work, go away. But then you'll end up with a limited number of possible designs and one of them will naturally be the same as something that already exists. Yeah, absolutely. This is a common thing that actually happens in music. Mm. Now... If you play the guitar, there's only so many chords that you can make. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's so easy to accidentally come up with the same idea independently of somebody else. This has happened before. Um, I'm pretty sure... I can't remember what the bands were, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm pretty sure Anthony Fantano of The Needle Drop actually spoke about this. Um, And it's so easy. It happens all the time. Um, especially in certain genres, like if we're thinking like metalcore with breakdowns where it's just like ones and zeros on the guitar, like open string and then uh, first or last, rather last fret of uh, of the fretboard on, on the top string. There's only so many like <laughs> chugging noises you can make in different patterns before you accidentally copy somebody. Did you see that um, uh, um, video from like, it's it's a super old video, like 10 years ago. Um, Axis of Awesome, they did the four chord thing. The four chord song. That's a great example, right? <laughs> it happens all the time, right? So it is possible, right, that James did copy it. But it's also very possible that James came up with the same idea independently and didn't actually see any of Teddy Fresher stuff, right? Um, it's also possible that James didn't even design it at all himself and oh, he has a no. team that works at Sistle Apparel. He said it himself that, look, the his team is the one that designed it. Obviously, like, See? he should yeah. be the one making the final call on it, but yeah. like maybe someone on his team yeah. had seen it. If he hadn't, then he might not realize that it's been copied. Yeah, the team probably came up with like three or four different... Um, uh, 
designs, right? Because it's all color blocks. So they probably just moved around what color goes where. Yeah. And he probably just picked the one that he liked the most. That's probably all the involvement he has. He's just the face of the brand. Yeah. That's yeah. it. This for him, this is not like, I don't think, I know he's into fashion, but like when it comes to design, I think it's probably fair to assume that's not really his passion. The dude's into makeup, right? And that's his main, that's his main love mm, in life mm. is, is, is makeup it's, as, as it would seem. Yes. Um, with the very little uh, exposure I've had to him. Yeah. Um, mainly only being through the Tardy Westbrook. Yes. Debacle oh. of yesteryear. Shame we didn't start this podcast earlier. That would have been a whole fun, for, a whole bit of fun to talk about. <laughs> uh, there was a, I don't even know. I don't even think there was that much to talk about. I think it was just. Um, it was just a very sad. elongated situation. Um, yeah, it was like, oh, who, who would have thought that a person that was like eighteen or nineteen would make some stupid decisions? No, no, no. Um, and eighteen and nineteen-year-olds, perfect creatures. Yeah, and <laughs> who would have like? And also, it's kind of like the whole like tarty like being salty that he mm. spruked somebody else's brand. With how much she cried, she was clearly very salty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I did want to mention that um, I think that this is a whole lot of people not being able to communicate properly. Yes. And I get that like when you're in, like when you are in a relationship, yes, you learn how to communicate with each other better. And these two people, very little like relations between the two. So it makes sense that one of them communicates in one way, another communicates in another way. That's fine. Ethan and Ethan and James. Yeah, Ethan and James. Yeah, two okay, very yeah, different yeah. people. Do not know how. Uh, do not know how is the best way to approach one of the uh, the other person. Um, and so, uh, Ethan finding Charles's responses, you know, combative and dismissive. That's just probably his tone and how he talks. And they've not yeah, spoken I, before, so they don't know how the other person tends to speak. Um, yeah. I mean, we've all met people before where you sort of just give them the benefit of the doubt that they don't know how to interact with people nicely. Yeah. And they don't mean anything by it. Um, but I think if if everyone's just, uh, I guess in a perfect world, this would be the situation. If everyone was just like, hey, uh, this looks kind of similar to my thing. Oh, shit. I didn't realize. Let me do something about that. Then there's yeah. like an actual progressive communication. Whereas here, yeah. it's... Like one person's trying to defend their brand and trying to defend their 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 ethics, which is completely unnecessary, I think, in this situation. Yeah, I mean, it would seem that James actually did try to reach out to Ethan, and apparently Ethan did the same. But <laughs> I, I'm kind of the wrong person to talk about this. I feel like I'm over like uh, YouTube drama on Twitter. Okay. Um, I, I just think that like uh, if, it, if it were up to me, it's as simple as um, either Sorry, James actually, <laughs> actually did copy um, Ethan's design, oh, not even Ethan's design, uh, Healer's design, mm. right? Um, or he didn't do it. And then you just like figure it out as adults. At the end of the day, right? Like, you're people, two business owners, just people like, who talk, like. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. You, you're business owners, yeah. right? You should. You're in the business of doing business. Yes. Well, maybe part of. Did you know that part of the business is also working out disputes and disagreements? Maybe you thunk? should figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? Like, just email them. Like, start an email chain and figure it out like a normal business. Why do you have to go to Twitter about it? Yes. 
Um, I think the Twitter part of it was because they weren't able to make any progress in the DMs. And so forcing someone's hand is basically Twitter, uh, going, going public with the situation now. Um, yeah. But the other part I was, I was thinking of mentioning was that, um, and it's slightly slipped my mind now again, this keeps on happening to me. Every single week, I've got a point in mind and I can't remember it when I, when I actually have a moment to talk. Um, it's you in the moment, it's all the yeah, adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, it's all the, so, the so pent-up emotion. Um, yeah. But it's really a like, non-story if everyone's just able to communicate better. Who would have thought that this could have not been a thing if uh, <laughs> these people who are owners of businesses, <laughs> right, could have just spoken about it instead of cracking the shits over Twitter. That's the other thing. You said DM. Yes. Fucking act like a business and email the person responsible. No, no. It's social media these days. <laughs> it's, the, that's the, uh, it's just like... Now, I would understand if this was just YouTube drama beef, right? And you were reaching out to another YouTuber, you know, as a YouTuber to another YouTuber to... to um, say your grievances with them and their actions. But when you have Sister Apparel, right, James's brand, uh, potentially stealing the design of uh, Healer's brand, Teddy Fresh, you are now acting as business owners talking to another business owner. So act like it. <laughs> right? Um, like, it's just, it, it's not even the most egregious form of stealing either, like a design. Like, uh, this is going to be uh, a video experience. So if you're listening to it right now, uh, I don't know, jump on YouTube. <laughs> um, oh, the pillar. Look at this shit. <laughs> right, yeah, it's backwards because the camera's backwards yeah, and the yeah. camera's mirrored, right? It's quite clearly the Nike. It's, it's quite clearly the Nike logo with the word death. Like it, it's obviously recognizable. And this is from uh, a Melbourne brand, Cool Shirts. Um, man, this this part of the audio is going to be so echoey because I'm so far away from the <laughs> microphone. My room sounds like shit. But like, hey, you're the editor, man. <laughs> you did this to yourself. Ah. <laughs> uh. I hate myself. But the point being is that people do this all the time, yes. right? And that was clearly intentional. Like, I don't know, maybe you could class it as like um, commercial parody. I think parodies are right? a different thing. Um, yeah, but like Nike could probably sue them. They could for that. <laughs> it's quite clearly using a registered trademark. Yes. Um, so I guess the entire issue it comes down to is ca has anyone managed to trademark color blocking? That's a good question because Cadbury did actually trademark the particular color purple that they use on their packaging. Huh. Right. So yeah, that belongs to Cadbury. So, you know, if you're into making chocolate, don't use that color. Um, just like this whole, I would go into like the, into a whole bunch of weird things that have been copyrighted or trademarked. Like if we think about 
um, genetically modified food or genetically modified organisms, whatever you want to call them, um, you know, which is which could potentially go very off topic. And I don't feel like um, being the Pete Evans of the show, so I'm not really going to go into <laughs> it that much. But the point being is Monsanto, who um, people may uh, recognize one of their brands as Roundup, right, which is the weed killer, they own the genetic makeup of a, I believe, a pest-resistant canola. They own the genetic makeup of that. Like you can copyright <laughs> anything now. You can patent anything. And what's crazy about that, this is even worse than whatever this has like, happened because if, you, if you're a farmer that grows canola, this is really <laughs> off track. If you're a farmer that grows canola that isn't genetically modified and then you've got some other guy a couple of kilometers away, right? Yeah. Growing the Monsanto um, patented uh, genetically modified canola and then they cross-pollinate. You're screwed. Right? You, yeah. You, <laughs> Monsanto no, now owns like legally your stuff and you have to pay royalties to them. Which is... Uh, I get that this... I'm not... Oh, man, that's rough. I'm, I don't... I, I'm not suggesting that either James or uh, Ethan is Monsanto at this point, but... The idea of what you brought up is like, did they actually trademark the design? I'm not really sure how like that works with fashion. Yes. If you can trademark or if if I know with music, when you release a song, it already has an automatic copyright, I believe. Mm. Right? I'm not sure if it's the same with clothing. I know that there are certain um like uh logos obviously yeah, trademarked, yeah. right? Um, I think I'm trying to remember. I've just remembered um, there was a really great episode of uh, uh, 99% Invisible, which is actually a design podcast. Mm. If people are interested in design, I, I recommend checking it out. Um, and they were talking about this. They were talking about knockoffs, which was actually a really interesting episode. And they were saying that there was this guy who um, was he did some really prolific designing in the African-American community, uh, a clothing design in the Afri African-American community. Um, I don't know, way back when, I'm not really sure of the, of the decade, but he designed, uh, I think it was like an all over Gucci uh, suit, right? Like a leather suit with Gucci logos everywhere. Yeah. Right? Now, Gucci cracked it because he was using um, their branding yes. on his design. Yep. Right? And then uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Gucci released one of their new lines and it was the splitting image of the thing that he designed. But because you can only, I believe the thing was you could only trade, you could only copyright um, 2D things that for whatever reason this wasn't like the suit itself wasn't trademarkable huh. so he never got any credit for it or any kickbacks for it um, so I don't know how that plays in I am no copyright expert yeah copyright itself is a evidently. massive rabbit hole to go down <laughs> yeah I, I so as for this um 
yeah, I think um, I should have just been business owners. Should have been business owners. Like they business need to owners. start operating via email, honestly, because because when you're on, like, if you're operating on something like, um, I don't know, Instagram DMs messy. or Twitter DMs, yeah. it's like you're so close to a place that you can publicly release all that information. But the other thing is, is like, just professionalism. Yeah. As well. Like, I understand. Like, if you, like I said before, if you had YouTube beef with James, right? If Ethan had YouTube beef with James, Twitter's a good option. Yes. Right? I prefer if you DM them before you say anything publicly for obvious reasons. Um, but if you... If you're acting as a business owner at this point, just use email. Email the right people. Go through the right... Go through the... Just go through the motions of it all. Yeah, it sucks. But like, you're a business. You know? Not everything about business is pleasurable. Maybe uh, Look, maybe at the end of the... Uh, maybe this is... Uh, I don't know. Someone's attempt... Uh, one of the parties attempts to force someone's hand and the other trying to respond to that... Ta- like, uh, these might also be business tactics. You know, one person yeah, is trying. It to, could. It could be. It could there be. It could be alternative motives to this, um, I, which I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, again, all of these just come down to people being able to communicate better. And her, yes, uh, I don't expect that this will go anywhere. If I'm being perfectly honest, yep. I think that this, as with a lot of online stories, is going to be something that is just forgotten by I don't know. Two days. Give it two days. Yeah. People won't care. Yeah. People won't because, care. Because um, you know. Teddy Fresh, it has its own fan. It has its own fans. Like even for a clothing, like for an for a clothing brand, it has its own fans. The same thing is like is going at least with I think James Charles, his clothing brand is much more tied to his name because of the um the name of the brand Sisters Apparel. He calls his entire fan base sisters. So Sisters, yeah. I guess it's more tied to him. So his fans are more likely to get his clothing. But with mm. um, Teddy Fresh, it is a is it an it is an entire brand almost. I wouldn't say it's independent of H three H three, but it is very yeah. much not. If if I think Teddy Fresh, I might have honestly found it without thinking about H three H three. Yeah, it comes across as a separate entity. Yeah. So yeah. like they're gonna have their own fans. James is gonna have his own fans for his items. So. People are probably not going to like mistake the two, and so yeah. again, this feels like an entire entirely like a non-story. You know what does feel like a story though? <laughs> is it is it hamburger? <laughs> is it hamburgers? Yes, I know this. Um, so on this episode of Not Quite Online, uh, this week, Not Quite Online. Uh, the advertising is online. Come on, you've seen the ads the, on I mean, YouTube. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I've also seen them on Tally as well. Oh, really? But, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is kind of similar, as you were mentioning before, of the whole Big Jack, Big Mac thing. <laughs> um, so for those in the unawares, uh, which is probably nobody in Australia at this point, I would imagine. Um, unless you have ad hungry block. jacks, yeah. Unless you have ad block, <laughs> or you don't watch TV, or you don't go outside. I mean, it. Uh, 
If you're in Victoria, you might not be going outside. Okay, right? Never mind. Scrap that. But that's only 5 million people, right? There's another 20 million that would be outside. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a dumb episode. It really is. <laughs> but why not, man? Things are done right now anyway. Who cares? Oh, wow. It's, we, it is so evident that we're so poorly prepared for this episode. Anyway. <laughs> um, so... For those unaware, for those abroad, uh, Hungry Jack's is just Burger King. Um, I believe the reason for it being called Hungry Jack's has something to do with like a trademark dispute um, or there's already a business here in Australia called uh, Burger King um, prior to them coming here. So, Hungry Jack's. So, Hungry Jack's um, has, I don't know, I feel like I've been barraged with ads for the last month and a half, two months about this hamburger. Too many. Yeah, and it's been a series of ads. And actually, I want to well. um, just quickly make a quick point off of this. I'm vegetarian. I've always been vegetarian. I've never searched up anything related to meat, and I would expect that YouTube and Google would understand that. And yet, for some reason, yeah. even I was seeing this ad, and it makes no sense to me why I was seeing this ad. Yeah, like you just you just would have been in the age bracket, and they would have sent it to you. But it, uh, <laughs> yeah, something a bit it, more related, surely. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it would have just probably, probably the brief was um, Australian, uh, <laughs> old enough to buy a hamburger by himself <laughs> or themselves rather. Yeah. And uh, old enough to use uh, Uber Eats by themselves. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so the Big Jack, right, is obviously uh, a heavily inspired uh, culinary delight uh, very similar to the Big Mac. Um, Many characteristics. uh, You have like the weird three bun where you got the top and the middle one and the bottom. Two patties, uh, sesame seed bun, um, which is very bougie. Uh, (laughs) And then you've got uh, two patties, you got lettuce and you've got your um, uh, special sauce, which is just, as far as I'm aware, just tomato sauce yeah, and mayonnaise yeah. mixed together. Um, the moment and must have been cheese. That, and cheese, of course. Of course, cheese. <laughs> so, obviously, Big Mac. Um, it's probably been around since McDonald's was McDonald's, I would assume. Uh, it's obviously very intrinsically intrinsically linked or entwined within the McDonald's brand. So uh, it's a kind of understandable that McDonald's might be kind of pissed off uh, with Hungry Jack's. Um, and even a brilliant marketing move. Actually, you know what? This is online. You know it what? Is online. I'm, See, I'm next, telling the, you. The, the, next, the next thing I'm about to say is because Hungry Jack's went, ha ha, this burger's here and it's ours and there's nothing you can do about it. And so in the ad, they say um, they're being sued by an American fast food restaurant. Um, And they don't actually uh, name them, name who it is that's suing them. Because they're not allowed. Sort of describing, (laughs) probably because they're not allowed. Um, But this is, a, in my opinion, this is a brilliant piece of marketing um, because not only do you drum up controversy, which always gets people curious um, about what it's actually like, um, but it's also very m- meme 
which is super good for online ads, right? Now, KFC tried to do this years ago with the stupid freaking ad of spicy goodness, eat it like a boss, right? You must have seen this ad. Uh, look it up later or don't. Um, <laughs> I don't really mind. Um, you're probably better off not ever seeing that ad. <laughs> but that was a terrible attempt at trying to harness internet culture for uh, marketing purposes, right? It was clearly just a bunch of people sat around the table, had no idea what they were doing. Um, where this is perfect because it's kind of cheeky and it's kind of it, it's kind of like, ah, oh, what are you going to do about it? You know, uh, it's very meme and I do enjoy the advertising. And obviously but- being first to like say something about this publicly really helps Hungry Jacks because I still yeah, haven't seen any would- like anything from McDonald's side. I even read one or two articles about it and still silence from McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. So this is obviously working very well for Hungry Jacks. Well enough that um, I tried it. <laughs> I tried the burger and I can confirm that the burgers are better at Hungry Jacks. <laughs> um, I do actually think it's better. Uh, it's roughly the same price, I believe. Um, you get more burger. Um, and this and the sauce, in my opinion, is a bit nicer. And you'd also proper onion, right? Why do they always use at McDonald's the onion that looks like head lice? <laughs> right? I want to be able to taste the onion. I don't want to just have to like see it and go, oh, I guess that's onion. Um, it is a superior product. The the Big Jack is a superior product than the Big Mac. I said it. Oh. Um, well, uh, we're not getting that yeah, Mac sponsorship, J- are we? <laughs> no, but I am planning on a Hungry Jack sponsor, please. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's kind of similar. Um, obviously, uh, in this case, Hungry Jacks has just blatantly copied... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, 100% uh, they've copied it. McDonald's it's- and then just beat them at their own yeah. game, in my opinion. Like- and not even in my opinion. Um, motoring Box... <laughs> It's a YouTube channel on uh, on YouTube. He did a comparison. Uh, he took out his trusty AU Falcon um, and the mobile office uh, accessory, which you could get for your AU, which made it that you got a table, right, for the for your that sat on the center console, like it would sit in the cup holder and then sit on the gear on the like on the gear lever, and uh, then you would get the table so you could do your work and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, great, great, great <laughs> memory all around. Um, he, even he said it was better, you know, and he essentially highlighted the same reasons that I did is that you get more burger, roughly the same price tastes better. Um, so, you know, uh, McDonald's step up your game. Yeah. Basically, if you want to, if you want to yeah. say that someone else is copying you, then you got to have a, a product of similar quality. You know? Yeah, I want to see a constant. I want to see a burger war. I want to see an escalation. Obviously, um, yeah, this has to be the this. best thing for like consumers because now Macca's has to be forced to create a better product. You or they could just squash. They, they either hungry jacks. Yeah, they either just, just get complete, a company in Australia. Like their their entire burger line just gets completely destroyed, or they have to create a better yeah. product. Which yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean. <laughs> I I would say that Hungry Jacks on the whole, uh, there's things left to be desired um, over certain McDonald's burgers. I don't think it's all in the bin for McDonald's. 
I just think um the big jack the big jack did what the big mac was doing but just way better and um they're mad about it so <laughs> just be uh, better Maccas. be better just just be better just be better and uh Get good fam. yeah stay mad I, stay mad i suppose <laughs> um you know who's also mad is people at spotify who are upset with the fact that joe rogan uh as most of you will know by this point um, has a an exclusive uh, deal with Spotify to service um, the Joe Rogan experience and deliver uh, both the audio and video on their platform. Spotify even went out of the way pretty much just for this to uh, implement video uh, in Spotify. So, so is, I actually deal. want to mention one other part about this story, which is a bit strange because right now the situation is that Spotify employees and obviously people around Spotify are trying to get certain episodes of the Joe Rogan experience pulled from Spotify. But then just yep. a few weeks ago, so many people were up in arms thinking that Joe Rogan himself and so many of the, the people he's interviewed are being censored because certain episodes were not available on um, Spotify. And people were like, you know, people like Alex Jones are being, are having a, you know, muffle, something put over their mouths and they, their, their voices yeah. aren't getting out there. And even Alex Jones himself had to say there was not a controversy around this, which is pretty insane to me. This is the man. This is the man. He's like, I'm breaking the conditioning. <laughs> Turn the freaking frogs. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Who would have thought that Alex Jones would have been the level-headed person all, yeah, in all so of this? I definitely previously would have people, thought that. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones, the level-headed, the, the voice of reason. Um, the voice of reason. He, he was a like pre- previously people were saying, yeah, no, you guys are you guys are censoring Alex Jones and all the people like, um, well, a lot of the people that Joe, uh, Joe Rogan has has interviewed, and now they're saying no, these episodes should be censored. Not these episodes in particular, the ones that went there, but certain other episodes that yeah. are on Spotify shouldn't be there anymore. Um, yeah, which is basically like two completely opposite parties. Now there's there's clearly two sides of this situation. Where yeah. um, some people are saying that everything he said should be there for people to hear and understand his opinion. Other people are saying, yeah. no, this can poorly educate people and hurt the... Sorry, the name's too long for me to say yeah. anymore. The the LGBTQIA plus community. Yes. Um, so, it's... Uh, it, the thing to me, though, is the fact that when Joe Rogan signed up, he was assured, right? And he assured the fans, right? That JRE would not change. Yeah. Right? The Joe Rogan experience would stay the same. The only difference was it was now on Spotify. Mm. That was it, right? So he would be able to talk to who he wanted to talk to and they would be able to pretty much say whatever they wanted to say, right? Because if... Out of all the criticism that you can give to Joe... He is a lover of conversations oh, yeah. and always has yeah. been, right? He's just curious to find out what somebody else thinks. Mm-hmm. Now, he probably doesn't agree with even half of the things that people say on that show to him, right? But what I do respect about him is he's willing to listen. And like, you got to love that, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean... and um, I mean, I don't agree with Ben Shapiro, <laughs> right? But I'm not upset that he was on... The Joe and Rogan the other experience. thing is, like, it, and th- this is just for like life in general. But the way to, I- if you disagree with someone, the way to, you know, 
either change that or deal with that is not to drown them out. It's not to like disable them from having a voice. Yeah. Like just don't listen. You either don't listen or you have a discussion with them or you at least try to understand where they're coming from. So you can ask questions about that and change that. But Mm. completely silencing someone, it's, it's why the, you know, people were essentially it's why Donald Trump got elected. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much is um and and the fact that the Democrats didn't take him seriously yeah. enough. Uh, obviously, that was made hard, but massive oversight. <laughs> yeah, ma- massive bra moment. Um, yeah, thanks for that DNC. But like, you um, cannot so, just silence someone in order to deal with the fact that they have a different opinion to you. No, now the whole hullabaloo blew up because so, uh, there were Spotify employees who were upset with the fact that people had made transphobic comments or comments perceived as transphobic on the Joe Rogan experience. And they want them taken down. And as we said, that goes against the whole idea of JRE. And it even goes against the the, the agreement that they had. You know, yeah. I mean, if you work for any big company, there's a whole host of, uh, of uh, decisions that you probably won't agree with, right? Because it doesn't fit within your, within your, within your morals, and it doesn't agree with your, like you on a, on a political level as well. But that's what happens when you work with a huge company. You know? Yeah, and again, the I other mean, part, of, like the other part of it is, like, do you know how many Joe Rogan experience episodes there are? Many, many thousands. It have, well, it's, I know it's well over a thousand now. I don't know if it's... I mean, the... Is it 2,000? As of September 11th, I believe there's 1,535. I don't know if he's released more episodes since then. That's a lot. But yeah, like each of these episodes, like they're, they're, they're a good hour long, I believe. Yeah. Um, and an hour... Basically, 1,535 hours of talking. Like... Yeah, <laughs> you're going to say things, and the vast majority of the time, Joe Rogan himself has clearly made it like he has made it super clear that what he is saying yeah. is a joke. And yeah. like th- this is a, I guess it's a, going on a bit of a tangent, but with people like Kevin Hart and how they have been attacked for jokes in their past, it's really, yeah. really rough. Like honestly, co- comedians have the roughest jobs because jokes are appropriate at a certain time and then they become no longer appropriate and then you just get yes. cancelled. Yeah. And this is w- like, when you have 1,535 hours of talking and you're making jokes within that, there's going to be jokes that 1,535 episodes of hours ago were okay yeah. and are no longer yeah. okay. It's, especially considering how long like this was over. This is over like 10 plus years. This is well over a decade worth of content. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff has changed since then. Um, even like it, it, this man, right? Joe and his show isn't, it doesn't really have an agenda apart from, I want to talk to interesting mm-hmm. people, right? This is, Joe has had on Alex Jones and Bernie Sanders, (laughs) right? Um, And he's just interested to hear what they have to say, you know? 
And not to mention, if he wasn't able to have Alex Jones on, that would be a travesty because we'd never get the we'd we'd never get some of the classic lines that we now mm, have. Mm. It would be a it would um, be a it would be a real crime against the internet for to not have those. Honestly, it was such a funny episode. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy listening to it a lot, but yeah, I don't. I think it's okay for these for the Spotify employees to have an opinion on the Joe Rogan experience, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I don't even particularly like the Joe Rogan experience that much, right? You you've mentioned plenty of times the twenty long. minutes of of ads at the start of the episode. Oh, <laughs> like and he's basically like just half an hour. I listened to one episode the other day. It was like half an hour of ads <laughs> at the start. And uh, the yeah and entire his entire shtick being yeah and <laughs> yes um, yeah. I mean we're we're kind of guilty of that as yes. well we've only been doing five, uh, six episodes man I man doing that one not doing that one week has really thrown off my counting uh, <laughs> uh, for the episodes it's really stuffed me up um, um, but I think at the end of the day this is like it, the, the the only way you can support a podcast is by listening to it so. If yeah. you don't support him and what he is saying, then just don't listen. Don't listen. That's yeah. all it is. Like, it doesn't hurt yeah. for so like, no, actually, I will say it does hurt for certain things to be available to watch or listen to, as we will discuss very soon. Cuties. But <laughs> this is not one of them. No, I don't think it is either. Um, and not to mention, like, you know. You've you've listened back to the episodes that we've done, and you've all probably listened back to the Beancast episodes. You go, why did I say that? <laughs> like you're so like with the podcast, like you're trying to balance having, especially if you're having a conversational podcast, you're trying to balance what seems to, the appearance of a real conversation happening, right, between two people, while also being presentable and trying to keep the flow up. Right, because nobody wants to listen to a stagnant conversation. It's boring as hell. Right? Yeah, Joe's been doing a lot, so he's quite. You know, he he's quite good at it. But you still go to make mistakes yes. when you go. What the hell was I thinking? One thousand five hundred and thirty-five. Like, obviously, that's that's fifteen days. Ago. I don't know if there's been new episodes yeah. since then, but like, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember who said this. Um, it was on another podcast. Um, and the guest on it, uh, he was a radio presenter. Yeah. And he, and he said, radio is throwaway creativity, right? Because you say it once and nobody ever listens again. Mm, mm, mm. Right? So it doesn't stick around that much. Yes. Right? Because one of the biggest radio uh, hosts ever in Australia, um, uh, 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 Alan Jones, um, he said some shocking things but on air. Like, uh, I got away with it because it's on air. Like, it's live and you're probably, a majority of people will never, ever listen again, yes. right? Because it, it may be difficult to find or whatever it may mm-hmm. be, right? But with a podcast, it stays around. That's the beauty of, po- that's one of the beauty of podcasts is if I wanted to, I could pick up, I don't know, um, probably the longest running one I listened to is Radio Lab, and I could go back bloody whenever it started like 2013 or yeah. whatever it may be um which is pretty much uh 
internet ancient history at this point. So that's the other thing. Yeah, as you said, like what was funny, what was acceptable of Kevin Hart, the example of Kevin Hart, what was funny 10 years ago and acceptable to say 10 years ago is not the same in 2020. And like you said, people learn. Like just like these things will continue to exist. That's the thing. Like these episodes will continue to exist. He can't like even Kevin Hart, if he did a comedy show 10 years ago, it will still exist. Um, But as he said himself, he has learned. He has stopped making those kinds of jokes. Yeah. It's the other thing is like shows like Mrs. Doubtfire, like like, uh, movies like Mrs. Doubtfire probably wouldn't be allowed to be made Mm -hmm. today. Right. Considering the cultural climate. Now, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is up to you. Right. But in my opinion, it's pretty innocuous movie. Like (laughs) it's just, it's just Robin Williams being Robin Williams for, for an hour and a half. Um, and even Norbert, right? Which is a dumpster fire of a film. Probably wouldn't be allowed to be made either. That was like 2008. Yeah. It's not that long ago. Um, it's just... Uh, it, I, don't, I don't think Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan experience should be censored Look, the thing is, like, at the end of the day, you don't have to listen. This is 100% a situation where you do not have to listen. Like, if people... Yeah, they... It's not like a show where you have to, like, listen. It's not like the radio where one part of the thing that you want to listen to is, is, um, you know, blocked by another part that you have to listen to. You could just say, like, people will talk about the episode and say, this is what's in the episode. And then you can make a decision whether you want to listen to that episode or not. It's completely your decision. Yeah, and the other thing is like a conversational po- a conversational podcast. Like, you don't know where they're going to end up sometimes as yeah. well. Yeah, right. Um, it's, like when you when you're making one, that's one thing you really find out is like you just see where it goes. I mean, um, and that's ha- and that's why in the very short history of this podcast, we've gone off topic so many times, which is fantastic, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, because it's a conversation. Yes. It's not static. <laughs> Who would have thought? Oh, um, oh I think that's about time God. to move off of that. You seem tired of this already. Um, I've just uh, it's just it's just annoying because it's the, it's the same thing all the time. Yeah. And like I understand how why people would be sensitive because it's just like the thing of jokes are scientifically less funny when they're about your demographic. Yes, right, a hundred percent is less funny, and it's how. You choose to deal with that, right? It's up to you. It's not up to, in my opinion, it's not up to the comedian as long as they're not saying something like purposefully hurtful, right? If they're just making a joke, they're just making a joke, right? Fat Pizza is a great example of this, right? Because the whole show, which has been going since like, or it was started like in 2004, is just one big piss take of Australian <laughs> culture, right? And you know what? In Australia, very multicultural country, right? And it's something that we should be proud of, the fact that it's multicultural, right? But in a very Australian fashion, we also like taking the piss out of ourselves, yes. right? And that's all that it's about. It wasn't, it's not, 
it's not vilifying or demonizing anybody. It's just poking fun, right? And yeah, sometimes that can go too far. But like the Joe Rogan experience is such that it's not beyond criticism, clearly, right? But it's it's it, it it's definitely it's it, it you couldn't censor that sort of show because then it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't wouldn't work up, uh, otherwise. Mm. Um, and speaking of things that should be censored, yes. uh, not just censored, but essentially removed from existence, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, please. The Netflix film uh, Cuties. I I cannot believe, and I, I'm going to be slow with this one because it, it, it genuinely hurts to talk about it. Um, mm. But this this ca- cannot exist. It simply cannot. Um, yeah. Like the 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 movie, the premise itself of Children, you know, like, oh, look, children dancing has been around for a long time. That's, that's fine. <laughs> but this is simply sexualizing children. There's no other mm, way to say mm. it. it is a cover for pedophilia. Yeah, it's pedophile. Um, the, the, and I cannot believe how delusional the create, the director of the movie it was or is, um, mm. she in fact is a black and French woman. Yeah. Um, and she herself was essentially saying that uh, she was trying to, you know, bring about her own feelings of being um, part of two cultures and trying to figure out her how to be herself within that. Um, yeah. And honestly, if you've listened to the interview and you haven't heard anything about the movie itself, her message is fine. She keeps on referring to yep. young women and how they are sexualized. Um, but these are children. These are little girls, not women. The, the, the children yeah. in this... The movie is MA15+. Plus and the movie... It ha, the main character of the movie is 11 years old. Yeah. So legally, they wouldn't be allowed to watch it without a parent or guardian. How? Yeah. It, and... The, like, she she asks a question in this, which is essentially, you know, um, the objectification of a woman's body, isn't that, you know, another kind of oppression in Western culture? Yes, it mm. is. But what you are doing is putting that on a bigger platform and making it publicly visible for everyone. There are so many parts in this movie yeah. that simply do not need to be focused on. Like, and you, yes. you've seen the clips as well of... Um, they're, they're dancing on stage. And if this was a story about how she identifies between two cultures, then you wouldn't have entire scenes focusing on her back, on the children's backsides while they twerk. Yeah. There's even, there's like full on crutch shots. I'm pretty sure another YouTuber was saying that there's like a whole scene where they just rip off the girl's top and she's bare chested. Which is like, again, but I. <sighs> There could have been a message with this. There could have been that this is not the way to do it. I mean, I think there is a a message. It's just being shrouded by stupid decisions. 
And right. this, like, there's there's so many things wrong about this. For one thing, I mean, look, there's there's the factors of YouTube allowing clips of this on YouTube. Like, if if this was any small YouTuber uploading something like this, it would be struck. It would be removed. The YouTuber would have their entire channel removed from you uh, from the from the platform. Netflix, that's fine. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, but this this film itself, I, again, I just keep coming back to how delusional the director of the film was. Sorry, the creator of the film was because she mm. sounds like she's describing some sort of you know documentary about how society influences a girl's worth, and instead, the movie has lost everything when they are children that are being hypersexualized. Like that. Again, I'm no movie director. I'm no storyteller. So I don't know what the best way to depict all of this would be. To depict... But it wasn't this. It wasn't this. It wasn't this. And again, I cannot believe Netflix, a company with American values, is saying, hey, that's fine. Go ahead. Put this on our platform. Like... Maybe that is American values now. I don't know. Maybe I'm out of touch. Because... (laughs) Maybe we're out of touch. uh, I, I just cannot... I cannot fathom how this, you know, people, so, some people higher up in um, the world, higher up in Netflix saw this film and thought, this is the one. Go ahead. Put this out there. It can exist. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely not a decision that either you or I would make. Um, yeah, look, I want them to delete it. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the long and short of it. But there was ways and there was ways. Now, I do think a movie that taught, like, has the same sort of uh, ideas or wanting to, to go into the same topic is a good idea for a film. But there are ways and there are ways of showing this and doing this. Like... Right. I'm be, there are, and they chose the wrong way. There are scenes in this in this thing which honestly are not terrible. There was one there was one moment in this where um Amy, the, the main character, I, I I'm gonna be clear, mm. I didn't watch this. This is clips that are coming out. Um she she doesn't like her hair because it's got yeah. it's it's like the the curls for an almost like a semi-afro. Um she wants to get rid of them. She gets an iron and she she tries to iron out her hair to straighten it out. And like those yeah. kinds of scenes, they hit hard. Like they, yeah. they, they I understand how like difficult it can, uh, I can understand from that how much society impacts you. But yeah. the other message of this and uh, the message of this, it's, re- it's completely ruined when the major part of the movie is young girls twerking. Yeah, it's just a highly... It's like, How far away from it really is it? From a highly produced um, softcore porn, of ch- like a child, uh, a child softcore porn film. It's not that no. far. Um, everybody joked about how Game of Thrones was like... Was, was just porn, right? Like, this is bad. Like, this this shouldn't, in in the way that it is, it shouldn't be allowed. 
this is like there's always those things about is it even ethical of having children on the film set because filming takes ages you know it takes a long time um and then throw that out of the window because we have an even bigger issue of like is this is this child export exploitation i mean for one thing i, I if it was exploitation, they wouldn't be getting paid for their roles. <laughs> you can be paid and still be exploited. It depends how to, I guess, what, what is the payout? Were they, were, you know what? Um, I saw a, uh, a one video of how uh, um, these, the French directors put the, like, um, you know, tried to advertise the movie to Netflix or to Hulu. And, <laughs> they essentially said, yes, we brought a small puppy along and made them pa- pet it and then said, yes, you can pet the puppy oh. if you if you do the acting in this. I saw something about that. Um, which... Uh, this world makes me tired, it, Brad. It makes me really tired. I, I don't want to talk about... Do, do you want to talk any more about this? No. All right, can we finish off with that then? Yeah. yeah. I don't really want to leave it on that note, but it is kind of fitting for the episode um, so far. It's uh, I this think. part. I don't. I didn't want to have to make notes on a movie about child exploitation and child hypersexualization. I didn't. I don't yeah, like. It's uh, it's just the wrong way to go about it. Like I get. Like this is an important thing. This is. This could have been an important film. Yes. Right, but now it's important for the wrong reasons. And I mean, the other like, thing, whatever point you were made is overshadowed by the fact that it's just pedophile. When mate. there are children in the film, this could have been directed towards, like, put towards children and showing them how children are affected by the actions of other people around them. But then yes. you make the film MA fifteen plus, essentially. Yeah, well, that that's but, all out the window, like. Any bad decisions this is a poor message to anyone. I think, um, you know what? This episode is kind of just, it's got one overarching theme, which is essentially bad decisions. <laughs> There's your title. Right? There's your title. Is yeah. Um, like TikTok, you know, um, bad decision <laughs> potentially by Trump for banning it. And also the decision by all three parties involved to not have their minds made up before making press releases. <laughs> um, you, uh, a whole James Charles, Teddy Fresh thing, whole host of bad decisions there, especially trying to make it public instead of acting like business owners and, you know, sorting it out like business owners should do. Um, McDonald's helping Hungry Jacks <laughs> essentially make even more money by said, give them the great advertising material um, because you can't be misleading with that. It's illegal. Yes. Right. But you can use lawsuits to your advantage. It would seem. Uh, so uh, I think um, Mr. Jack uh, who is hungry should be giving Mr. McDonald a big pat on the back for that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's no, yeah, to be fair, there's no real uh, decision about what Spotify is going to do, all they did was really make a meeting um, uh, because some of their employees were upset with uh, particular episodes uh, of the JRE, but that would be a terrible decision to 
uh, sense of the Joe Rogan uh, experience, in my opinion. I mean, so far, there have been, like, no... As far as... Uh, have there been any white nationalists uh, on the Joe Rogan experience? I'm not an active listener of the Joe Rogan experience, so I cannot answer no, that No, nor am you. I. But um, if, if, if there was to be any episode that was censored, maybe that... Maybe if he had, like... um. Richard Spencer. If he had Richard Spencer on, maybe that might be a a, a good one, depending on what they spoke about, and and, and if it was a particularly strong, strongly uh, st- uh, points with that aren't very nice. I don't know how else to put it. Um, uh, you know, maybe maybe you could make the argument for censoring. That episode, I probably agree with that. Mm. Uh, and then cuties, like the, the whole direction, the i, the, the thought of, you know, how I will combat child sexualization, sexualized children in my film. Great idea. Who would like? What, what do you think? What an absolute genius. What, what, yeah, this um, this episode. Oh my god. I think uh, the director of. Cuties, uh, Maimona, De- I can't pronounce these French names, De Cocre, is a failure yeah, as enough. a uh, director and as a yes. female, if I'm being honest. Um, How? Look, she's probably never going to listen to this episode. If she does, I hope she hears that because she deserves it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm done, man. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm done. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, let's wrap let's wrap this up uh, in a in a big old garbage bag, uh, guys. If you enjoyed this dumpster fire of an episode, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a comment down below for the good old YouTube engagements. Um, make sure to follow the show on Instagram and your put per- and our personal accounts if you're into that sort of thing. Um, And until next time, stay safe. Take care.